This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Just watching all the TVs and uh, seeing all the fans all over uh, downtown Toronto, hanging out at all the hotels, trying to get a peek at all the players in town. Do a little uh, autograph seeking, I guess. It's easy. You can spot them. They're tall. Like, they'll be the people that are towering over everyone. Not hard to uh, spot. So that is the story and the headline we are close in, uh, looking at close to home. But certainly all eyes uh, on Washington today, because all ears wanted to hear if uh, President Trump broke the laws. And so we heard the final comments made by Robert Mueller on his report before he headed off into retirement. But aside from all the politics and and charges and all the rest of it, what stuck out to me was a comment that he said at the very, very end of his eight-minute press conference, and it was this. I will close by reiterating the central allegation of our indictments that there were multiple systematic efforts to interfere in our election. And that allegation deserves the attention of every American. There you go. I mean, so look, Mueller made it very clear. There was plenty of foreign influence and meddling in the election. That it wasn't successful is great news, good news. But it certainly did create a lot of chaos. And I guess if you asked Hillary Clinton, she'd say, well, didn't work for me. But it it did create a chaos and it undermines our democratic institutions. And I, I thought, you know, as we edge closer to our own election in the next four and a half months, I'm going to safely assume that we're not ready to deal with any of these foreign meddlers. And for the last couple of days, we've had world leaders meeting in Ottawa. You know, they've been discussing how do we deal and regulate uh, these social media platforms, things like Facebook or Instagram, all these areas where the chaos fills up and you've got these foreign interferers and meddlers, uh, you know, poking around. And Facebook's made it very clear. They have no plans to remove any information or work with governments to stop uh, hateful or misleading information from the platform. So what protections are then in place? And what is our government doing now to make sure that our election is not going to be undermined? Let's ask. David Shipley, of course, is a CEO of, I can, I can say your company wrong, Bosorin Security. He's also our Global News Radio 640 Toronto Technology Analyst. Good to have you, sir. Good evening from uh, beautiful St. John's, Newfoundland. Oh, make me jealous, David. How nice for you. Pretty, pretty part of the world. Um, Well, from your view, as you kind of look in and and, uh, hear the comments of Mr. Mueller, um, are we prepared here in this country? No, we're grossly, completely, and absolutely unprepared. And uh, he's absolutely right. This was a planned, systemic effort. And Facebook, at this point, we can now say, is not just incompetent, but is actively aiding and abetting in a subversion of Western democracy. And to have them come out and have the gall to say they will not take Nancy Pelosi's video down, Mm -hmm. and now to apply that same standard to Canada and say, no, we won't, 
we'll put warnings on there, but we're not going to do anything. And I have to wonder, if that video showing uh, someone's uh, face being altered and slurring their speech, if that was Mark Zuckerberg being made to look drunk, mm-hmm. how fast would they take that video now? Or is it because Nancy Pelosi's a woman? Like, what is with Facebook at this point where they refuse to take action? Okay, but we've had, you know, we have known that that there was interference politically for the last few years. It's not a secret. So there's been a lot of conversation about it. And so we as a country and as a government should have been watching and saying, okay, we've got to have protocols in place. And if we're not going to have protocols in place, at least we need to have a good education campaign to warn people about the noise. But things have gotten so partisan, David, that uh, I, I don't think, A, anybody has been proactive enough on that front to do so. But even if they did do it, I'm not sure anyone would, would trust the process at this point. Well, uh, yeah, I think you've you raised a couple of important issues. And I think the the problem that I have right now with Facebook is the double standard. Any Canadian television station or radio station, which are granted a license to mm-hmm. broadcast to the Canadian public, if they pulled this stunt and said, we're not responsible, but we're still going to air it, they would face uh, a regulatory backlash. They would face financial penalties. They'd face potentially the pulling of their license. And yet Facebook, which is arguably a thousand times more powerful now than all of our broadcast media combined, is absolutely unaccountable. And it's not just in terms of these doctored videos. There's a court case happening in London, Ontario right now where police and prosecutors are trying to get a decision from a judge to force Facebook to give up Facebook messages. And and keep in mind, this is a a court order a judge has already signed, and Facebook is refusing to give up the data to Canadian authorities and saying, nope, you have to go through the FBI, and that could take another 10 months. So they're just being completely unaccountable all across the board to Canadian government and Canadian law. So so what are the options on the table? I mean, obviously a decision is going to have to be made in the next uh, couple of months uh, to deal with this. Or are we just going to go into this election, you know, accepting chaos as, as part of the deal? Well, I just I, I don't see that the clocks run out, you know. Uh, it, it's like the federal government trying to shoot a three-pointer uh, when the buzzer's already gone. Like, there, there's no time for us to craft any new laws or any new powers to do anything. The only thing that I think would get Facebook's attention uh, pretty damn quick is to do what New Zealand did after the Christchurch massacre, which is to block uh, so certain social media sites and certain websites when they were propagating uh, fake and malicious videos or the live stream of, of that awful shooting, um, I think we need to see, seriously talk about whether Facebook deserves to have the right to communicate to Canadians right now. Yeah, I, I don't know how they would do that, though. I mean, you would likely know more than me of how they could black out, um, you know, information without people having an absolute meltdown over things like free speech issues and expression issues. Uh, at the same time, what we don't want is uh, bots or whatever uh, foreign meddlers to be undermining, uh, you know, the election itself. Well, I think there's there's a couple of different things we could do. Um, we could number one. Um you know, the federal government has various laws and various authorities. Fire a shot across Facebook's bow right now to say, listen, if you're telling us straight up you plan on flaunting all of our efforts to protect our democracy uh, during the next election, maybe we have a blackout period for Facebook uh, during the election period when the writs dropped. Right. Um, and say, dear Canadians, we'd love to continue to be able to provide access to the platform, but they refuse to take reasonable and responsible steps. So from the moment the election's called to 
until it's over, Facebook.ca, Facebook's gone. You would have to, though, have bipartisan support on that, and I'm not sure. I mean, that it, it, social media, and it's not just uh, Facebook. I mean, Correct. social media is such a massive tool, as, as Donald Trump has has clearly demonstrated he gets around all of the media and he gets direct messaging to his base by using social media. Um, So I'm not sure how you would get any politician on board with that. Well, I don't know if anyone from a politician right now wants to cozy up and defend Facebook and their actions, um, <laughs> particularly where they're refusing to potentially. And here's the thing for the politicians is um, with the, the propagation of these fake, deep fake videos, these tools are really easy to create convincing uh, videos and audio yeah. that could be used against any single yeah. one of them. And mm-hmm. what they all need to be thinking about tonight is Facebook has said, we're not going to do anything about that. Yeah. Um, and so they're all equally at jeopardy. Now, if the political parties decide in their calculations that that's a risk they're willing to take, then we'll have to deal with the consequences and see what happens. Um, but for all of us, I think there's a bigger question is, you know, what right do these uh, tech companies, these social media companies have to operate in Canada? You know, what are the rules we want them to operate under? And I think at a minimum, I think, you know, banning social media sites is obviously an extreme and draconian step. Um, But what options are left if they refuse to actually take reasonable actions? And I'd say the only thing I could say is that we need a new law that says if you know the content is malicious and fake and defamatory and damaging, particularly when it involves our democracy, and you fail to act, we're going to fine you to the high heavens Mm. and get that law passed in October after the election. And that's probably the most reasonable and prudent thing we could do that offers the best balance. But unless a legislative miracle were to happen before the close of this parliamentary uh, session, that's not going to happen until after the election. Yeah, clearly it's not going to have to. But at some point, people have to take personal responsibility and start educating themselves. I mean, people, you know, they fall for everything they read. And at some point, you have to say, educate yourself. Like, know what you're reading uh, and whether it's coming from, you know, some underworld or if it's a third party group. But again, it's such a wild west and i feel like the toothpaste is uh, far too big to go back in the tube oh yeah but keep in mind like what makes this so damning and so damaging is the whole concept of social credibility right yeah. so one of your friends your your affinity groups etc likes one of the these videos a Pelosi video or shares it and it becomes more credible to you not just because of the website that's hosting the video but because your friend liked or shared it and that's right. what's so damning and dangerous and so it's it's Think before you share, too, mm. um, as well as, you know, liking or believing this content. It's sometimes even the act of sharing gives that content credibility it never deserved. Yeah. Well, we will see what happens, but my fear is it's going to be a very chaotic and very loud <laughs> election season in this country. Uh, but we have been warned. David, thanks so much. I appreciate you joining us. You're always welcome. Enjoy the uh, beautiful side of, uh, of Canada. Enjoy the peace. Thank you very much. That is uh, David Shipley joining us uh, here on Point on Global News Radio.